You're listening to Healthy Living with Eric Sue Podcast, episode number 62. Are you ready for 2016? I will be, and I wanted you to be too. I'm excited to announce my first mastermind coaching program with you in mind. It starts January 11th, 2016. So if you're listening to this before this date, you can learn more at www.ericwsue.com forward slash mastermind. Read all the details so you can make an informed decision. The website again is www.ericwsue.com forward slash mastermind. See you in the mastermind. Oh, before I forget, I will be offering a special early bird special price for this mastermind from Monday, December 28th until Wednesday, December 30th. Act fast before this sells out as I only have 10 spots. Are you a first time listener? If you are, then welcome. I hope you enjoy this episode and all the past episodes. For all my longtime listeners, thank you for your continued support. You all can help this podcast by rating and reviewing this podcast on iTunes or Stitcher as it improves our ranking in the podcast world. Now, would it be okay if your friends began living a healthier lifestyle or ate more salads because of this podcast? If yes, then share it with them. Let's keep this movement growing. Now on to the show. It's another excellent day. Welcome to Healthy Living with Eric Sue Podcast. The one podcast that everyone agrees and says has the best fitness, nutrition, and healthy lifestyle advice in the world. And now your host, Eric Sue. Hey guys, Eric Sue here. Welcome to another episode of Healthy Living with Eric Sue. We have a knowledgeable fitness trainer with us today. His name is Nick Cuzone. We will be talking about strength and conditioning for athletes and how it benefits them. So without any delay, let me introduce you all to Nick. Nick, are you ready to make it happen? Absolutely. Let's get it going, Eric. Awesome. Nick has played baseball, basketball, and high school and was all-conference pitcher as a senior. He graduated from Carroll University in Waukesha, Wisconsin. Did I say that right? <laughs> in the spring of 2014. Waukesha, yeah. Waukesha, all right. In the spring of 2014, he graduated with a bachelor's degree in exercise science, emphasis on strength and conditioning. He completed a semester-long internship with the Harvard University Athletic Department in the spring of 2014. He worked as a physical therapy technician at Sport and Ortho Physical Therapy in Chicago for a year, and now working full-time as a strength and conditioning coach at Physical Fusion in Lombard, Illinois. Nick, that was just a little bit about who you are. Could you share a little bit more and how you got started? Absolutely. Uh, I just want to take the time now to say thanks, Eric, for letting me uh, on your podcast. Really appreciate you taking the time. Um, you kind of hit, uh, hit everything, uh, kind of by myself. I'll kind of elaborate a little more on it. Um, so I've been at Physical Fusion for probably around seven or eight months now, uh, after I switched over from sports and ortho physical therapy. Uh, like you said, working as a strength and conditioning coach. So my job at Physical Fusion is kind of taking care of our athletes and, uh, kind of developing them. Uh, depending on their age and kind of where their training experience is at. Um, it's been a great few months here. Uh, I really love the staff. I get to work with a couple of my close friends. Uh, it's close to home. And uh, like I said, I've been here for for a few months now. And, you know, over the, uh, over the few months, I've kind of, each month I've kind of increased uh, the amount of athletes I'm working with as the gym kind of, 
kind of expands and uh, we get our name out there. We're still relatively new, um, still not even, haven't even been open for a year yet. So uh, it's been getting a lot busier over the last few months, and uh, I love the athletes I'm working with. Uh, I've actually got a couple couple local high school teams that have actually uh, signed contracts to let us train them, and uh, it's been going great so far, and I'm looking forward to kind of continuing to develop them. Excellent. Very cool. Um, speaking of cool, I had this question for many of my guests, which is what's one cool or unique fact about yourself so our audience can learn a little bit more about you? One unique fact. Uh, I'd probably say it had to be that I have a pretty diverse background. Uh, like I said, I've been an athlete my whole life, played baseball and basketball in high school, played baseball in college for two years. Uh, unfortunately, ran into some elbow trouble. I was a pitcher and unfortunately had to, had to stop playing. Uh, but I really think that's kind of helped me kind of relate to my athletes that I work with. You know, I've had the success of being a pitcher or being an athlete in high school and was uh, lucky enough to play in college. So I've kind of had that aspect of it, but I've also had the part where, you know, unfortunately ran into an injury and I've gone through the whole physical therapy process and uh, it worked for a while and then it, uh, unfortunately, it kind of got too much and I had to quit playing. So, so I can, it really helps me relate to my athletes in a way that pretty much anything that they're going through, whether it be, you know, the success that they're having, the recruiting of going on to play college or, dealing with an injury that, you know, at some point may be uh, career-threatening. Uh, I really think it's, it helps me relate to them and kind of helps me establish a, uh, a better relationship with them as, uh, as I continue to train them. Awesome. Good. I think that relationship and the rela- uh, was it relating to uh, certain athletes is very powerful um, for them and as for, for yourself, so very good. I, um, I wanted to uh, dive into a little bit more about this strength and conditioning um, focus that you have and when 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 asked how would you describe it to to people what is strength and conditioning for my audience uh strength and conditioning so i guess uh i'll kind of kind of go over what it is and i'll kind of go over uh my philosophy if that's uh that's okay with you um so kind of kind of what strength and conditioning means it doesn't mean exactly for athletes i'll still train some uh some of my clients using some strength and conditioning principles. Um, but for the most part, I would say it's, uh, it's the most beneficial way to train athletes. Um, so my philosophy as a strength and conditioning coach, my number one objective is to decrease the risk of injury. So you can be the best player in your team, but if you can't stay healthy, can't stay on the field, you know, now I got a problem. Number two is to help the, whatever athlete I'm working with maximize their athletic potential. So I tell my athletes all the time, I may not be able to make you better at hitting a curveball or I might not be able to make you a better three-point shooter. What I am going to be able to help you do is help you realize your athletic potential to make you the best athlete uh, on the court, on the field, whatever it may be that I can possibly be. Um and I kind of form my exercise selection based on three categories. So number one is ground-based. Simply put, sports are played with our feet on the ground. Therefore, I think we must train with our feet on the ground. The more force you can apply against the ground, the faster you're going to be able to run and the higher you're going to be able to jump. Number two, multi-joint movements. So, again, I use this example all the time. You know, Standing around doing bicep curls is not going to make you a better athlete. So 
when I'm training my athletes, I like to use um, the big muscle groups uh, using multi-joint movements. So whether that be some variation of a squat or a lunge or a pull-up, whatever it may be, I like to use uh, use multi-joint movements. It allows me to be more efficient with my time in the weight room. You know, a lot of times I'm only getting these guys for an hour, maybe an hour and 15 minutes at the most. So I kind of got to be efficient with the time that I have. And number three is uh, three-dimensional movements. So sports are not always played in a straight line. We're moving side to side. We're rotating. So uh, I believe that we should train in all three planes of motion. And the final thing is, um, you know, I think strength is of the utmost importance uh, for all my athletes. So when I get my athletes in, the first thing I want to do is I want to make them strong. Um, a stronger athlete is going to be able to apply more force against the ground and they're going to be able to do it quicker than an athlete who is weak. So uh, I still, you know, safety is my number one concern. So whatever exercise my athletes are doing, I still want them to do it with perfect technique or near perfect technique. But all my athletes are going to be as strong as they can possibly be. Um, And once I get them strong, then whether we're talking about power or speed or anything like that, once I get them strong, they're automatically going to be able to get faster and get more powerful um, now that they're as strong as they can possibly be. Very good. Excellent explanation and, and philosophy, I would say. Um, and, and so for some of my audience who have kids, and I, I want to say that you work with kids a lot, right, Nick? Yep, yep, all ages, all awesome. ages. Um, what would you sort of let our audience with uh, parents with kids know about what you do specifically um, with kids and do you assess them? What what happens? Walk me through what what happens when mm-hmm. they when, when they walk in. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so depending on the age, uh, you know, we get kids anywhere from age six all the way up to um, you know, I've got a, a guy I'm working with who is his goal to get to the NFL. So we've got all age age groups who come into our gym. Um, you know, for some of the younger kids, you know, kind of who are still in you know, middle school or just getting to high school, one of our biggest focus uh, at the gym is on getting them to master some of the basic movement patterns um, that, you know, not just any athlete should be able to do, but pretty much any human being should be able to do. Uh, you know, whether that's just a basic body weight squat or a basic walking lunge, uh, you'd be surprised at how many kids we get in and their first day and, you know, they can't really do some of these things, you know, and that kind of goes with, you know, getting kids to kind of get out of the house, not playing video games and to go out and, you know, kind of just run around and play. Um, you know, I'll tell parents all the time that, you know, let them go out, let them climb, you know, let them go on the monkey bars, let them do whatever, because that's going to get them, whether they know it or not, moving in a bunch of different ways. So when they do want to play sports, you know, whatever it may be, they've already got some of these kind of basic movement patterns down. Uh, so that's something we kind of preach, uh, you know, first thing when we get uh, some of these younger athletes in. And, you know, it's not to say that some of the older athletes in high school, um, you know, it's not that like we train them any different than we would some of the younger kids. You know, we may get a little bit more aggressive with uh, the weights we're using, but it still goes down to, you know, if they can't perform a basic bodyweight squat, you know, that I have no business putting a barbell on their back and trying to make them squat, you know, 250 pounds. So, Mm -hmm. 
whenever we get athletes in, it's a very basic assessment, and we want to make sure they can handle the basics. Once they're good at that, then we'll kind of progress them towards uh, some more of the strength training. Excellent. You know, um, in the past, I've been asked, well, can I help a child be more uh, quick? Can I help a child become more um, stronger? Uh, can I help a child be more, mm -hmm. uh, uh, have more agility? And, and that, is that what you guys mm -hmm. focus in on as well? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, one of our biggest things at the gym is our speed and conditioning class. So that's where we get the most kids all at one time. So we have to start each class with a warm-up, and the warm-up goes back to just, uh, just what I was just talking about is those basic movement patterns. So we work on every single day before we do any sort of speed or uh, agility or conditioning training, whatever it may be that day. We always start with a very, uh, a very thorough warm-up that takes us through all the basic movement patterns. So some of the kids who may not be great at them, you know, every time they come to the class, they're still going to be getting work no matter – uh, what the focus is that day, they're still going to be getting work on those movement patterns through the warm-up. After that, there's a, there's a different focus each day in the speed class. So one day we'll work on linear speed. So that's just talking about running as fast as we can in a straight line. Another day is uh, acceleration, deceleration, and a change of direction day. So we're working on you know getting up to our top speed as fast as we can we're also working on making sure we know how to slow down and decelerate and stop the correct way. That's very important in sports, all ages, and uh, that's where you tend to see some uh, some of your injuries. Hmm. And then the last day is, uh, we'll call it jump day. So doing a few different kinds of jumps, um, kind of working on a little bit of uh, power and explosion with the kids. Uh, some of the older kids will use med balls or... Um, weights when we do some of the, the jump day stuff, but for the most part, it's body weight and working on jumping, but again, also working on making, making sure we're landing the right way. I like to put a big emphasis on that. Uh, you know, you see some of the professional athletes, you know, whether it be basketball or football, some of these non-contact ACL injuries, MCL, whatever it may be, you know, a lot of it goes to just, uh, just poor landing mechanics. And, you know, I think that if I can instill that and at a younger age, um, you know, as these kids grow up and, you know, hopefully go on to play athletics in college, you know, they already have a good, good understanding of, you know, not just jumping or running or getting to top speed as fast as they can, but also being able to decelerate and stop and, uh, and land the right way. I think that's very important. Yeah. And I think you, you kind of set the tone early on when you had said about the decrease in the injuries. Uh, and preventing injuries mm -hmm. is, is one of the biggest things behind your um, strength and conditioning training. So uh, that's very, very important. I, I, I tell uh, all my clients, even though they're not training to be athletes per se, but, uh, you know, injury prevention mm -hmm. is key to longevity. And so that's very important for sure. Um, Absolutely. As far as like, you know, how to plan ahead, maybe the parents that are listening to this, are they supposed to know when their off seasons are and uh, when to get a child in prior to the season? How, how do you uh, advise people go about that? Uh, it's actually a very good question. Um, it gets a little tricky um, when athletes are in season, uh, especially kids at a young age. You know, we get kids who come in and they play multiple sports, which is great. You know, I encourage that. 
but a lot of times their schedules are just insane. Uh, you know, their parents say, you know, they they got to drive him here, and then they got to drive him back for baseball. Then he's got football practice, and you know, it's tough to uh, it's tough to kind of come to a balance where they can find the time to come in and get some training done. So, if I do have uh, athletes who are in season or they play multiple sports, I'll take that in, into consideration uh, when I do training with them. Um, and, you know, another kind of tricky part on my end is when I get high school athletes who want to do some training with me, a lot of times they are they have mandatory workouts for whatever sport they play that they have to go to at school. So that, uh, that kind of provides a challenge for me because uh, I don't want to overtrain these athletes. Like mm-hmm. I said, my number one concern is, is their overall health. So it is tough sometimes to kind of find a balance uh, of how much work they're doing with their team at school and then trying to make sure that whatever I'm doing with them at our facility isn't overtraining them. Right. Uh, it's a very, very fine line. It's, uh, it's kind of tricky and it kind of comes with, with this practice and uh, kind of work with a higher number of athletes. The more you do it, the better you'll get at it. But uh, the schedules kids have nowadays, it's, uh, it's pretty crazy. So it provides a challenge, but um, we still get it done and uh, still uh, get these athletes where they need to be. Would you would you tell um, an athlete to just stay with their school workouts and if they have time to come visit? Or, um, you know, as far as maybe the parents thinking, how would you advise them to, to schedule their, their kids? Mm-hmm. I would always encourage them to come in uh, and at least check out our facility and kind of see what we have to, have to offer. You know, not everything that I do with my athletes is always, you know, strength training with the weights. If they've had, you know, a rough week uh, or a hard week working out with their school teams, maybe we'll come in and we'll we'll work on some mobility, stability type stuff, or uh, we'll work on some recovery type stuff. So mm-hmm. not everything, or uh, I should say not every day I work with my athletes is all, you know, we're going to go as hard as we can in the weight room. You know, you need to, it's important to understand when to kind of back off and when to kind of, kind of give these athletes, um, you know, the rest that they need. Right. And another thing I take in consideration is just, you know, what's going on, you know, in their school life, their personal life. Um, there's a lot of research out there that says, especially around, you know, high stress times for an athlete academically, so finals or big projects and stuff like that. There's a lot of research that shows that when they come in and they're already stressed out, their um, risk for injury actually goes up. So I do try to monitor, you know, what's going on at school, when the finals are, when they have big projects, whatever it may be. And it's important for me to kind of take that into consideration. Um, you know, it doesn't seem like it would have that big of an effect, but, uh, you know, the research is out there, and, you know, it's it's important to kind of, kind of acknowledge that. Hmm, that's pretty interesting. I didn't put the two together, but I, I can see how, how that can be uh, a factor. So it's pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. Now, as far as what you guys have at the uh, uh, facility, I know you guys have a, um, AstroTurf, I believe, and some other uh, mm-hmm. unique tools. Could you shed some light on, on that and, and uh, let our audience know what, what you guys provide? Yeah, absolutely. So at our facility, we have... Um, a 45 foot by 90 foot turf field 
uh, that kind of splits the gym on one side, and then the other side we have uh, kind of the more weights in the workout area. Um, you know, to be honest, it's nothing. It's nothing too fancy. Uh, you know, the owner Todd Johnson and kind of our staff, you know, doesn't believe in you know kind of getting things uh, just to kind of attract people or just to, to kind of get people to say, oh wow, this is. This is a crazy piece of equipment that I've never seen before. It must work or it must be good. You know, we don't really believe in that. Um, kind of, uh, to be honest, it's kind of more of a of an old school approach. Um, you know, we have different pieces of cardio equipment, you know, bikes, um, a Jacob's Ladder, if, you know, the audience is familiar with that. But other than that, it's a lot of, uh, a lot of barbells, a lot of dumbbells, um, you have TRX straps, rings. Uh, but for the most part, you know, I try to stay away from, from machines as much as I can. Uh, cable machines we have, there's a, a lot of things we can do with that. But, you know, I'm not big on, uh, on getting these kids on machines. I think that using free weights, using dumbbells, or using barbells, as long as they can handle it, provides uh, the best the best form of training, especially from an athlete's perspective. You know, how many times are you going to go out there and, you're, nothing really mimics being on a, a bicep curl machine or a leg extension machine. Like I said, I want my my athletes to be training with their feet on the ground because ultimately that's what's going to happen when they're when they're on the field or on the court, wherever they may be. Very good. Yeah, and uh, Todd Johnson was uh, episode number nineteen. For anyone who wants to check out that uh, podcast, um, Todd was explaining to to me and everyone about how and why he set up uh, Physical Fusion. So go check that out. Um, kind of 20 minutes in Nick and um, really great job so far I just wanted to ask uh, last few questions if that's okay and uh, the first question is you know what's three fitness tips uh, that you have for health and wellness um, for our audience three tips Uh, number one I would say is to just have a plan Uh, whether that be you know finding a coach or a trainer who's qualified and knows what they're doing or, um, you know, going on, uh, going online and kind of finding a plan for yourself. I will say it's, it's pretty tough to find, uh, reliable places to, uh, to kind of formulate your own plan or your own workout program online. Uh, there are good resources for it, but, you know, a lot of times, uh, you know, I'll get clients who come in and say, Oh yeah, I found this, uh, this great workout in this magazine that, this uh this actor did and you know he got ripped off of it well you know that you know that actor's got a trainer who's telling them how to do the program when to do the program the nutrition behind it and you know not there's not one workout that works for everyone everyone responds differently to every single program so it's great that you know they're putting that in the magazine and on the website for everyone to see. But if you have no idea, you know how to do the exercises or no one there to supervise you, it's not going to provide you the results that uh, that you think it might. So number one is having a plan. So finding someone who knows what they're doing, doing, or finding a uh, a reliable source to kind of get your information from. Number two, uh, what, kind of what I was talking about earlier is to get strong first. Like I said, once an athlete is strong, everything else, whether it be power, explosion, jumping, whatever it may, whatever it may be, it's automatically going to get better once you get yourself strong. So 
So number two is definitely to uh, to get strong first. And number three, which uh, I think is one of the most overlooked things uh, in strength conditioning and uh, just kind of health and wellness in general, is to get some sleep. Um, there's a, uh, research out there, uh, it's pretty new actually, that I can't remember the exact number, but I think it's athletes who get on average less than eight hours of sleep each night, their risk of injury actually almost doubles uh, than athletes who do get who do get the right amount of sleep. So again, something that gets overlooked all the time, but you know, you see this research coming out and like I said, you have to acknowledge it. Um, you know, if I can take your risk of injury and decrease it, you know, that much, you know, I have to I have to let you know that that sleep is important, so I definitely say that's uh, definitely one of the most important factors in, in success. Excellent. I haven't heard of that one yet. Uh, I, I heard of the importance of uh, sleeping just for our hormonal levels and just for recovery and so forth mm-hmm. um, yeah. and, and all that, but I uh, haven't heard of that relationship with athletes. Pretty interesting. Um, and yeah. so, you know, how do people get a hold of you, Nick, and – any last piece of advice that you could share with our audience with what you do? Absolutely. So people can get a hold of me again. My name is Nick Cazone, uh, last name C-U-Z-Z-O-N-E. You can reach me. Uh, my email is Nick C, the letter C, at physicalfusiontraining.com. My cell phone number is 630 630- Seven three zero two four seven three, and they can also go on our website physicalfusiontraining.com or they can always feel free to stop in uh, to our facility we'd love to have you there and uh, we'd be able to answer any questions that you may have our address is 800 East Roosevelt Road in Lombard, Illinois uh, as far as any uh, you know, final pieces of advice um like I said, I think it just just goes back to kind of having a plan, finding someone who's qualified and someone who really knows what they're doing to not only, you know, get you better as an athlete, but to kind of promote uh, long-term success. So that's one of the biggest things at our gym, not just with our athletes, but maybe even more so with our kind of general population clients is that we want to get you right and get you strong and get your, help you reach your goals for the short term, but long term, we want to make sure that we're taking care of your body so that years down the road, uh, we can hopefully kind of avoid some of the some of the common problems we'll see in the in the general public. Very good, and you know, I, I visited the facility. I, I met a few of the guys, and funny enough, I met another guy uh, doing my Ubering. Some of my audience knows that, and um, kind of met everyone now, right? <laughs> so, but uh, great group of guys yeah, is yeah. what I'm going to say. Um, so definitely visit. Uh, I'll have to stop by again and, and you know, meet you personally, maybe, Nick. So um, I appreciate your time. Great information. Um, and I'll let you go. I hope you have a great day. Awesome. Thanks again, Eric. Take care. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us today on Healthy Living with Eric Sue. Head over to Eric W. Sue for full recaps of every show and Eric's health and wellness blog. Your healthy living life is waiting for you, so stay active and be safe.